Dee was traveling down Highway 101 along the Oregon coast when all of a sudden a white passenger van pulled out in front of her. She didn't have anywhere to go and in a split second there was going to be a horrific crash. What could God possibly do to spare her from this life-threatening situation? To find out, join us for this episode of Better Life Today. This podcast is brought to you by Better Life Broadcasting Network. Since 1990, Better Life has been providing Bible-based religious programming to the public. For more information, including how you can view Better Life's channels on your TV or digital device, how you can contact us, or even how to make a donation, please visit blbn.org. That's blbn.org for Better Life Broadcasting Network. And now, here's today's podcast. Hello, I'm Doug Garcia, and welcome to this edition of Better Life Today. We have an exciting program for you because the topic is angels. But first, let me introduce my co-host, Sayudi Rodriguez. Sayudi, welcome. Thank you. Now, you and your husband are ministers here at Better Life. In what sense? We are the co-directors of the Spanish channel, Vida Mejor TV. So we have four channels here at Better Life, and uh, Sayudi and her husband take care of the Spanish channel. Yes. That means answering the phone calls that come in, mm -hmm. which is a really pleasant task, right? You get a lot of those, yes, don't you? Yes, we do. <laughs> well, today I've asked Sayudi to join me because we have angel stories for you. Uh, we wanted to start out, though, with a story that was about a potential accident. Now, this happened to the mother of one of our workers here. Mm -hmm. I was telling stories one day, and I was talking to Jeanette Stark, and she said, you know, I've got a story that happened to my mom. Mm. And I said, really? Tell me. So she told me, and I said, has your mother ever written that down? She goes, no. I said, you mean you haven't shared this really? She says, no, nah, not a lot. And I said, you know, once a person passes, all these things that God has done for them in their life are lost mm. unless you write them down or you share them with family members. I said, so you should think about that. And you know, the next thing I know, she brought in a piece of paper, she wrote it out. <laughs> good. So good. I thought it'd be good to share with our group today, uh, share with our audience today, the story that Jeanette shared with me that happened to her mother. Mm, nice. Let me get back to it. That was what we started with today. This, I'll just read what she wrote. She wrote, my mom was driving on Coastal Highway 101, headed southbound between Waldport and Yachts. Ahead of her, on the opposite side of the highway, on the side street, was a white utility van, and it was preparing to pull out into the highway. It was going to be headed north. Now, she was headed south. Mm -hmm. okay? So mom could see the driver look south for traffic as he prepared to pull into the highway, but he did not look north, mm -hmm. the direction from which she was coming. And that would have been fine, she wrote, if he had stayed in his lane. But he pulled out wide. And because he pulled out wide, he pulled into her oncoming lane. So he was positioned directly in front of her mom. Mom could see his eyes, she writes, and they were wide. Mm. They would be, yeah. So close. Mom said that she was traveling at about 55 miles per hour. And in her heart, she cried out to Jesus for help. But that's all the time she had to do anything. Yeah. Just that quick cry and plea to Jesus. The next thing she knew, things became a little fuzzy for just a split second. And then she saw the van in her rearview mirror. <laughs> still in her lane mm. and still traveling north. It was as though her vehicle had gone right through his vehicle. Wow. After this was done, she said that she was shaking so badly she mm -hmm. had to pull off. She started to cry, and she thanked God over and over for protecting her. 
Mom said she didn't tell her story for a very long time for fear that no one would believe her, including her family. But about three years after this happened, she was visiting an Adventist church in Venita, and she felt impressed to share this miracle. Mm. After church, a lady who she had known for several years approached her and said, Dee, the same thing happened to us. We had spent the weekend at Hoodoo Ski Bowl and were headed home on the McKenzie Highway pulling a trailer with our snowmobiles. We came around a corner and in our lane was a log truck. You know, in Oregon, you see those logging yes. trucks. Coming around the corner, surprise, there's a logging truck. Oh we had time to react. We had no time to react and nowhere to go. I cried out to God and braced for impact. The next thing we knew, the log truck was behind us and we were still in our lane. Oh, and still in our lane. The log truck was still in their lane. Wow. She said, I have been fearful of sharing this story because I knew no one would believe us, but you have given me courage to share. So see, things, God does things for people. He does. And sometimes we're afraid to share it because they're so incredible. People will think we're crazy or something. Yes. But she shared, Jeanette, uh, Jeanette's mom shared at this church, another lady stepped forward and said, the same that thing happened, happened to, me. to me. She was given courage to share what God mm -hmm. had done for her. You know what happened after we shared this story? More stories came in. I was sharing Jeanette's wow. story with, a, with a, a man on the phone. We have a, a friend who calls in from time to time. His name is Bill. And Bill called in, and I said, Bill, you got to hear this story that I just heard. So I shared the story with Bill. Uh -huh. Well, guess what? Bill had a story to add himself. Oh, so my. this is story number three yes. about protection. He said that one day his, his parents were driving west between Winston and Bandon, Oregon on Highway 42. The road was very windy, and it was only two lanes. Suddenly, a large logging truck was bearing down on them right in their lane. Once again, these logging trucks, mm -hmm. you better watch out for them. Watch out. But moments later, they suddenly found themselves on the other side of the truck with it in their rearview mirror, and their lives had been miraculously spared. Wow. So that was just amazing. me bringing it up that day, okay? Uh-huh. I took Jeanette's story, and I shared it on Facebook. Almost immediately, another story came in. Oh, wow. This is what somebody on Facebook wrote. So that's wrote. the fourth story. Yeah, one, one two, two, three. three yeah, this will be number four, I think. Yes. This came in on Facebook. The same exact thing happened to my daughter and I. Steep mountain road, sharp turn, head on with a logging truck. But it never happened. The only remember, uh, I only remember trying to grab my daughter's hand and screaming, close your eyes. Everything became very fuzzy. And when we opened our eyes, we had stopped on the opposite side of the road going straight through the truck. Hmm. We never spoke of it for years, except with each other. It was our magic moment between God and the angels and them. Wow. And so in the course of a very short time, yes. I had four stories that were all very similar with mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. And it also tells you to be very careful on Oregon back roads. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, in those yes. instances, they didn't necessarily see angels. I believe angels were involved. They didn't yes. see them per se. Mm -hmm. But we wanted to take a moment to talk about angels on the program today. And you know the, what the word angel means? Translated, it just means messenger mm -hmm. or heavenly messenger. Right. And so we wanted to talk about these heavenly messengers. And I thought it might be good to start with, what does the Bible tell us about angels? Mm -hmm. And so you have some texts you want to share. Why don't you start yes. out? Yes. So the first one says, For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. And I love this Bible verse because I was talking to my mom this morning about the program we were doing. 
And I said, you know, one of the Bible verses is this one here, Psalm 91. And she said, do you remember grandma? And my grandmother, I don't know why, but um, she would open her Bible on Psalm 91 and she would always put it next to her bed. And we always thought, you know, that's really interesting. So, and she would tell my mom every night before the kids go to bed, make sure that you read to them Psalm 91. Mm. There are Bible promises to claim here. And one of her favorites was the one about the angels watching over us. Oh, that's yes. neat. See, that's a good family memory. If you leave your family a legacy, let it be things like that, mm -hmm. that you pray for them, that you hold up a particular Bible verse for them. Yes. That's a beautiful thing. It is. So that was Psalms 91:11. Yes. But you have another text for us. I do have another one, but before I give you the Bible text, I'll, I'll let you know something that happened. Um, I decided to ask friends as well, you know, do you have stories of angels? And after asking them to share their stories, I said, well, I'm going to leave you with this Bible verse, which is the one that I just read, and, or that I'm going to read. And then I said, um, and you know, may angels watch over you tonight. Well, this lady wrote a little comment down and she said, her name is Shirley, and Shirley from Roseburg said, you know, when people call and want to sell me security system, I tell them, I have the best security system in the world. So they ask me, huh, could you tell us what this is? <laughs> and then I tell them, and this is, the, this is what she tells them, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Psalm 34, 7. Ah, so she strings them along. She says, I've already got it. Yes, I've already got a we already got system. it covered. Already, yeah, yes. very good, very good. And there's another verse you wanted to share with us. Yes. From Matthew, what is that one? From Matthew. But um, I'm going to read a little quote here that includes the Bible verse okay. that will help us to understand better this Bible verse. It says, angels of God are watching over us. Upon this earth, there are thousands and ten thousands of angels, heavenly messengers commissioned by the Father to prevent Satan from obtaining any advantage over those who refuse to walk in the path of evil. And these angels who guard God's children, that's you and I, here on earth, they are in communication with the heavenly Father. And this is the Bible verse. It says, Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that in heaven, their angels always see the face of my father who is in heaven. Mm. Matthew 18, 10. I love the work of angels. You know, in the Bible, as we read what angels have done, mm -hmm. they're not mentioned a lot. We don't know a lot about them, but enough has told us that it just really is intriguing. Yes. People are very intrigued by angels. Mm -hmm. You know, we are given the names of, of some. Yes. Well, there's Michael the archangel, he's referred to. Mm -hmm. There is uh, Gabriel. Gabriel. Yes. And there was Lucifer. Mm -hmm. Those three are mentioned. We aren't told a lot of the other, other information. But we are told that when Lucifer fell and he became the adversary, that he took a third of the angels with him. And we are not sure how many that is. But in the way that the, angel um, the Bible describes Christ's second coming with the angels and everything, there's just, it fills the sky. Yes, so thousands we're talking upon thousands. Upon thousands. thousands. Yes. So uh, the amount of angels that got cast out with Lucifer was significant. Yes. It wasn't just five mm -hmm. or six. Mm -hmm. And so 
at least the Bible tells us that. We know that there are good angels and there are bad angels. Mm -hmm. And people think of demons, you know, a certain ways with horns and things like that. No, no. A angels, uh, bad angels, demons, are just the fallen angels mm. with whatever capabilities God gave them. You know, it says in the Bible that man was made lower than the angels. So we can expect their capabilities and powers to be above ours mm -hmm. at this moment. So you have to be careful about dealing with Satan's angels because they're more powerful than we are. We have to hide in Christ. He's our only, our only hope right. of, of uh, a safety. Yes. But there are certain things that, the, that we can probably say the angels are not that are in popular culture. You may have seen angels as little cherubs, little babies with wings on them. That's not from the Bible. That didn't come from the Bible. Um, and it's interesting to note that every time that an angel is mentioned in the Bible, it's always in masculine form. Uh, there's no angels that are mentioned in feminine form, at least in the Bible. If you were to say, what does the Bible say? That's what we would have to say. Right. Now, of course, the Bible isn't an encyclopedia on what angels are and what they do. We just have little glimpses. But if somebody asked, was there ever one presented in the Bible as feminine? No. But does that mean that there aren't feminine angels or, or other beings that God may have created that come and help us from time to time? We don't know. But, yeah. but we wonder sometimes because things happen sometimes. Well, yes. Why don't you tell me something? And I'll tell you a story. Um, when we first got here to the United States from Mexico, uh, my mom was not too comfortable. She missed um, her her town, her family, her food, and she was having such a hard time adjusting to living here. Life in the United life States. Life in the United States. And so um, we were living with other family members who were already living here before, so they knew the language, but she didn't. And she had all of us, little ones, four of us. And so she would tell my dad, let's go back, let's go back. I'm not getting used to this place. And my dad was like, no, we, we need to stay here for a while. So she was and really homesick. She was so homesick that she would cry. And then one day she decided to take us out of the house so that you know we would have some space. And, and um, we were walking and she thought about it and she said, you know, every time I walk, I don't know this place. We were living in San Francisco and San Francisco is it's huge. a big city. Yeah. She said, every time I walk, I get lost. So I better stay in the area so that we don't get lost. Uh -huh. So she decided to go into a laundromat. And when we went into the laundromat, us kids, we started playing around with the little cars and everything. And mom just sat down and started crying, crying and just telling God, God, I want to go back and just feeling so homesick. When all of a sudden the door opened, it was just us in the laundromat. Mm -hmm. The door opened and it was this very beautiful, tall lady. And my mom says that when she turned around to look at the lady, the lady started walking as if she had a mission. She was walking towards her. She needed to talk to her. And so my mom, seeing this beautiful tall lady, an American, my mom said, you know, she thought, oh, no. She's <laughs> about to ask me something in English, and I don't know the language. Uh, and yeah, so the lady. You told me the color of her hair. Yes, blonde, beautiful hair. and. Just the beauty, she said her face was just incredibly beautiful. Her eyes were so kind. Mm -hmm. And so the lady comes and sits down next to my mom and my mom is thinking, okay, here it comes. She's gonna say something in English. But no, the lady starts talking Spanish, no accent. And she says, what is wrong with you? What's going on? Very kind, so loving. And my mom is thinking, hmm? So she says, nothing. And she says, if you talk to me, it will be better. And so she says, okay, well, 
this is happening, I'm feeling homesick, this and this and this. And my mom just starts telling her everything that is going on. And the lady says to her at the end of my mom speaking, well, you believe that God is with you, right? My mom says, yes. And just keeps staring at the lady, that sweet, loving face. Mm -hmm. And the lady starts telling her this Bible verse, another Bible verse, and encouraging her all Bible, mm. Bible verse after Bible verse. And at the end of it, my mom was feeling so much better. And thank you, thank you. And the lady says, you know, I think your little one is calling you. So my mom turns around, goes to where we were at, and uh, the lady stood up and walked out. <laughs> and I remember the lady. I don't remember the face. I remember a tall, tall lady. Mm -hmm. But my mom always told us, that was my angel. Uh, that was my angel. Like I said, we don't know everything about heavenly angels. That could have been a human God sent directly to your mm -hmm. mom. Or it could have been another being yeah. that God sent. But you see how God answered her prayers. Mm -hmm. He came in there and gave her. And often in the stories that I've collected, God uses people quoting Bible texts. Yes. It's like he wants to validate his yes. word. It and so written. the answer comes in the form of a Bible text. Mm -hmm. And it did for your mom. Yes. That is beautiful. Well, let's talk about what also what angels are not based on common misconceptions. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think angels might be deceased loved ones. But in the Bible, you read about them being around before you know, humans died and things like this. It's just not, it, it's just not really taught that way in the Bible. So those are some popular misconceptions. But you know, angels are protectors. And often yes. that's how you see them in the Bible, in the Bible stories. Mm -hmm. I have the story of the angel warning Joseph in a dream that he needs yes. to take Je baby Jesus out you know, of Egypt, mm -hmm. and angels who came and got Lot and his family and pulled them out of Sodom. You have the angels who released Peter out of prison, the That's angel right. that did that. So often you see them in a rescue type situation, mm -hmm. which is what people, a lot of people think of too, because yeah. you want your angels to protect you, yes. to help you, God to send his angels to help you. But, but there's other, they do other things too. Yes, and one of my favorite stories in the Bible is when the angels sang to Jesus. Well, when the angels sang and the shepherds were there and they were basically announcing that Jesus was born, glory to God in the highest, they were singing. Yes. And that reminds me of a story of singing angels. You see, this happened some years ago and I remember I was living in um, Anwin in California and um, I was working at a high school and there were two young girls from Japan, mm. and I was their host mother. So they were living with me. They were my host daughters. Yes. And, um, and the girls were not too much into, not at all, into church or God. Religion. They did not believe in God, but they, they were in a Christian church, so they were learning little by little. I, I always try to help them to have a relationship with the Lord, but I was having a really tough week. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, I don't want the girls to see me like this. I'm going to go into my room. They were doing homework. They were doing their homework. So I go into my room and I'm telling God, God, I'm tired. There's this problem and this other problem and other, and just naming all the problems, right? And telling God, I am exhausted. I'm tired. And all of a sudden, I heard a song and it started kind of soft but then it just became more and more and so beautiful mm. and the song was lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring Jesus is coming again oh. it was so beautiful and I thought wow 
That's the most beautiful choir I've ever heard. I wonder where the girls got that CD from, <laughs> you know? And I wanted to come out and find out, but I decided I'm just going to wait and let the song finish, mm -hmm. and then I'll come outside. So I heard the whole song, beautiful, and, and thinking, I've never heard a choir like this. Mm. When yeah, it that, was that's over. a familiar song to us. As Adventists. Yes, it is. It's one we sing in our churches. Yes. And Jesus is coming again. And he just sounded, oh, it was just beautiful. It's an anthem. Yeah. Yes. So when the song was over, I came outside with the girls and I said, now that was beautiful. And I'm so proud of them because they're listening to Christian music, I thought. <laughs> yeah. And they look at me and I said, so who was singing? Yeah. And they said, what are you talking about? And I said, the song right now. Jesus is coming again, and they kept looking at me like, what are you talking about? They had no music on, oh. no music. The houses around, there was no house that was close enough that I could hear. So I believe that angels were encouraging me. You know, there are problems, but don't forget, Jesus is coming again. That is great. That is just great. I bet there's a lot of people like myself who wish we had heard that too. Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> I've heard, I've collected several stories along that same line, mm -hmm. and the people always say the sounds are beautiful. Yes. The most, the most out of this world sounds yes. you could ever imagine. Well, boy, there's so many stories to <laughs> share. Um, I want to share one about um, that I was told when I speak at churches. Sometimes I tell stories, mm -hmm. and I was at a church along the Oregon coast. And I was telling the story, uh, some miracle stories, when a lady afterwards came up to me and said, you know, I've got a miracle story. Mm. And I said, well, tell me. And I, but, you know, I asked her also, I said, have you ever told this to anybody? Or have you ever written it down? And once again, it was not written down. So I put it in my head. I listened very carefully and I put it in my head so I could share it so that God's providences towards us were, wouldn't be lost. Mm -hmm. And the story went like this. She told me that she and her husband had gone out to one of the tropical regions, you know, that you think of the white beach kind of places. Mm -hmm. I want to say the South Pacific, but I forget the exact location. They had gone out there for a vacation. And it was on the last day of their vacation, they were getting ready to come home, when they decided to go to the beach. They wanted to spend one more day on those white sand beach. So her and her husband went out, and they walked along the white sanded beach that just spread out forever, you know. Mm -hmm. Enjoying the sand on your feet and all these kinds of things. And, of course, in that area, they've got beautiful shells that wash up. She saw a shell that got her attention, and she said, I'm going to pick that one up. That one's pretty. She reached down to pick it up, and before she could touch it, she said a man's hand came down and grabbed her wrist. Mm. And he said, you don't want to touch that. If you touch it, you'll die. Wow. She said that at first she was taken aback and a bit perturbed that somebody should touch her. You know, she was, she was kind of mad at the guy. <laughs> Who, how dare you touch me? <laughs> and he, but he grabbed her arm and he said, you don't want to do that. If you touch it, you'll die. Wow. She said, then he took a piece of grass. And she said, I don't know where he got this piece of grass. She said, we're on a beach. She said, but he had a piece of grass. He leaned down and held it close to the shell. And when he got it near the shell, she said a little barb came out and hit it. Hmm. He said, it's poison. She stood up, kind of taking this whole thing in. She turned and looked for him, and he was gone. Hmm. She says, now this is a beach, she says, where it's wide open. She said there was no place for him to go. So she thought, well, did God send an angel to protect me just then? She didn't know what had exactly happened. She went into a store before she left, and she was talking with the guy who ran the store, and she said, are there any shells around here that might be dangerous? 
He said, oh yeah, there's shells that are poisonous you don't want to touch. Wow. So she believes that God stopped, sent mm -hmm. an angel to stop her. You know, especially when he's all of a sudden he's disappeared. Wow. So that's another example. God. Now you have an example of a story. Sometimes, you know, things are more apparent when somebody's actually there. And sometimes the miracle happens and you don't necessarily see an angel. What, what is the story you want to share? Um, one of our friends here, Cloti, uh -huh. she shared a story that one time her daughter and um, her boys were hiking with their dad and they were in Illinois. And as they were hiking in this mountain, rocky place, uh, it was very slippery. And the little girl slipped and just started rolling down this high uh, hill mm. and just rolling, rolling down, rolling down. And everybody was so afraid. She was so tiny. She would have died, you know. And she fell all the way to the bottom. Wow. When eventually they were able to finally get there, they thought they were going to find her in such a bad shape. Not a scratch. Not, Not a, scratch. a scratch. And they were like, how, how could this be? Wow. The angels of the Lord. Sometimes we see God's protectors as physical beings encouraging us or protecting us. But other times we, we find ourselves in a very difficult situation where we should have been hurt mm -hmm. and we're not. And I still think angels are involved. Oh, yes. Um, there's a story I want to quickly try to slip in. <laughs> what was that text you, your grandma liked? My grandma, the one that Psalms says, 91. He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. There was a story I, that I was told that I read about a while ago from the PUC area, that specific Union College. That's uh -huh. one of our Adventist colleges. There was a girl who was going there a number of years ago, and she would go into town to San Francisco to help clean houses to raise money, you know. But one day she was in town and she had to get back. She took the bus because she didn't have a car. And so she went through the bus terminal in San Francisco. And somehow this particular day she got herself, you know, turned around. She didn't know where she was. It was towards the end of the day, I guess. It was, uh, she was by herself in a big terminal, San Francisco, and she got scared. She said, Lord, I don't know where I am. I don't know what to do. I don't know which bus to get on. But her dean back at the college had taught the girls a verse, either this verse or a verse or the other uh, verse in Psalms. And they said to memorize that. Mm -hmm. So she had memorized it. So she found a bathroom. She went inside, closed the door, and she prayed. And she claimed that promise that she had learned mm. back at the college. Yes. And as she came out of the bathroom, she felt better for having prayed. But she still didn't know where to go when all of a sudden a man walked in front of her and she looked and under his arm he was carrying a Bible. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, there's a good man. He yes. must be a good man, he's carrying a Bible. Mm -hmm. So she began following him. Yeah. And she says that he took her this way and that way, up and downstairs, all around places that she wouldn't have been able to find on her own. And he came up to a bus and he looked up at the side of the bus and she saw the name of her small little college town on the bus, which was miraculous because yes. they didn't put those names on the buses. No. That told her that was her bus. The man got on the bus, she came up behind him, found a seat, and looked at him, and he seemed to be talking to the driver, but the driver didn't seem to be even knowing that he existed. Hmm. She said the man turned, got off the bus, started walking across the bus platform, and she was watching him, when all of a sudden, he disappeared, right in front of her eyes. She wow. said it was like watching a light bulb go out. He just whew, was gone. Hmm. And she didn't look away this time, you know, like other stories yeah. you hear where you turn yes. away and being... Right. And she knew that God had sent an angel to direct her where she needed to go. Wow. Praise wow. God. Well, friends, we've got way too many angel so many stories, stories to share. We've got to have do, yes. do other programs. We do. We do. So we'll plan some more programs with more stories for you.
This podcast was brought to you by Better Life Broadcasting Network. Visit our webpage at blbn.org. That's blbn.org for Better Life Broadcasting Network. There you'll find more information about the ministry and other programs we think you'll enjoy. You can also send us a note via our webpage, and we'd love to hear from you. Better Life also has a YouTube channel that you can access by going to youtube.com slash betterlifenetwork. That's youtube.com slash betterlifenetwork. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Be sure to search for all the Better Life TV podcasts. Until next time, God bless.